listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Whitney City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Whitney City Slam Podcast. Welcome in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on into episode number 210. It was a super week of pro wrestling, both locally and nationally. Things got really intense in WWE during WrestleMania 40 kickoff in Las Vegas with The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, and Triple H, among others. AEW had one of its hottest episodes of Dynamite in a while. Freelance had a blockbuster show with the returns of Smiley Kylie Ray, the dastardly Frank the Clown, and an appearance from a very nice, very evil Danhausen. Dreamwave also had a killer show, which featured Chicago's Mustafa Ali winning a championship in the main event. And we welcome, for the first time, she's worked in places such as ACW, Raging Pro Wrestling, WPW, and Now That's Wrestling. She's the former Bruce City Wrestling Women's Champion and current SSW SNS Unified Women's Champion. And she's also a school teacher, the Mile Smile, Brooke Tanner. You'll get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. It's your boy, FTC, Frank the Clown here. And you are listening or doing something with your ears to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Frank the Clown's been a guest a couple of times. Will I be a guest again? Oh, I don't know. Get the check ready, Mike. (laughs) Attention! Windy City Slam is looking for a few good tag team partners to advertise on Windy City Slam Podcast and WindyCitySlam.com. Get your product or service notice with pro wrestling fans. Affordable rates that fit your budget. Message us on Facebook, X, or Instagram, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Hey, this is Trevor Outlaw, but you bozos can address me as you are as rudely, and you're listening to the... Windy City Slam podcast, and you can check it out every Tuesday. Oh, wait, I've been on this like five times. I should know this by now. Either way, not getting paid enough for this. Windy City Slam podcast, check it out on Tuesdays, and you never know when Trevor Outlaw is going to be back. Back here on Windy City Slam podcast, and unfortunately, I have to open up this week's episode on a bit of a somber note, and I really hate to have to say this. It's just so sad. Rest in peace to Justin Juice Wallace. He was killed in a tragic auto accident in Northwest Indiana just a few hours before I recorded this episode. And I met Justin about five years ago at Warrior Wrestling as he was the mastermind of the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we hung out a little bit at several Warrior shows over the years. And I even made a cameo or two on Juice's live podcasts at Warrior Wrestling. Juice was the vocalist for the band Handsome Prick and was just a really, really cool dude. Rest in peace to Juice. I have a very heavy heart and condolences to his family and friends. Juice, gone way too soon. 
All right, WWE Road to WrestleMania and WrestleMania 40 kickoff was this past week in Las Vegas at the site of the Super Bowl. A lot of crazy stuff went down, and it's now official. Cody Rhodes will face Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship in the main event of WrestleMania 40. And over the course of this special media and fan event, The Rock took major offense to Cody criticizing the families of The Rock and Roman and delivered the slap heard around the world. An intense confrontation we will not forget for a very long time. And afterward, backstage, The Rock had some words for WWE COO Triple H. So are we planting the seeds for a classic rematch between The Rock and Triple H? I mean... He was supposedly disqualified from entering competition and he had to retire, but could he be cleared for one more match? I'm getting those vibes now, so we'll see what happens. Or maybe will Triple H have some sort of stand-in to face The Rock at WrestleMania? That could be another possibility as well. And now turning to AEW, Dynamite was just that this past Wednesday night. Sting and Darby Allin became the new AEW Tag Team Champions by defeating Ricky Starks and Big Bill, and Sting and Darby will defend those titles against the Young Bucks, I I gotta get this right, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, on Sunday, March the 3rd, in Sting's farewell match at AEW Revolution. Tony Khan also announced a big Dynamite show for Wednesday night, March the 13th, as it appears we will be getting the debut of Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks in WWE, also known as the Mandalorian's Koska Reeves. And there's also talk that AEW is close to signing Kaz Okada and possibly former NWA World's Women's Champion Camille. That's going to be interesting if they could get both those talents under contract along with Mercedes Monet and Tony's just, you know, collecting more and more toys and more and more quality wrestlers, and we'll see what he could do with that. All right, also, one more thing before we get to the local action. Congratulations are in order to former WCW star and Four Horsemen member, former Chicago Bear, Steve Mongo McMichael, on his long-awaited induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame It's just so long overdue, and it's a travesty we had to wait this long as Mongo is now suffering from ALS. And also, Devin Hester and Julius Peppers, also Fulber Bears, will join him in the hall. So a big weekend for the Chicago Bears family, for the WCW family, for everybody close to Steve Mongo McMichael, and he should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago, and it was absolutely a disgrace by the hall, not to put him in until now. All right, local action. Friday night, February the 9th, Freelance Wrestling presented from Freelance with Love at the Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago. In the scramble match, August Matthews defeats ATM, Sean Galloway, Shaq Jordan, AJC, and Alfredo Miles. And Chico Suave knocks off Trevor Outlaw via disqualification when the masked man who attacked Chico at other shows recently hits Chico with a steel chair. Then the masked man reveals himself to be FTC, Frank the Clown, 
who had not been in freelance for a year. And then Frank and Trevor embraced. Then Danhausen appears out of nowhere, challenges Trevor Outlaw for a match on March 7th at the Emporium Arcade Bar. Triple threat match Coda Hernandez defeats Shaza McKenzie and Alfonso Gonzalez. In the Isaias Velasquez Open Challenge, which was announced the day of the show, Smiley Kylie Ray defeats Isaias Velasquez. And then after the match, Saban Gage attacked Kylie to Isaias' approval. Aren't these two connected? Didn't they just have a baby together? What, what is going on with Isaias? I mean, come on. And then we have the leather strap ass whooping match. Craig Mitchell pins Dan the Dad after a Trapper Keeper pile driver on a steel chair following interference from James Russo. For the Freelance Legacy Championship, from Fox's The Floor, Darren Corbin retains the title, pinning Davey Bang after a ginger snap out of nowhere. And if you missed our recent interview with Darren Corbin, Check out the Windy City Slam podcast archives to get inside Darren Corbin. And then for the Freelance Tag Team Championship, this was the match I've been looking forward to for the last few weeks. GPA and Laney retain the titles over Chicago-style wrestling tag team champions Joey Jet Avalon and Sierra after the typical chicanery from GPA and Laney as GPA pin Avalon to retain. Afterward, Avalon took the mic and challenged GPA and Laney to a rematch at CSW for the CSW Tag Team Championship at Hearts on Fire in Franklin Park this Friday night, February the 16th. As of this recording right now, that match has not been made official, but I totally expect it to be official, so I think you're going to see them go at it in a rematch at CSW in Franklin Park this Friday night. And in your main event for the Freelance World Championship, Storm Grayson retains the title by pinning former WWE superstar Leo Rush after a pair of knee triggers. And Grayson has now been a champion for over a year in his second reign. And Grayson takes the mic after the show, cuts another scathing promo, which included these words, Welcome back, Kylie. Don't get in my effing way. Wow. I mean, this is a Storm Grayson that everybody loved just a few months ago, and now all of a sudden, he's turned against everybody. And I, actually, I think the freelance faithful also kind of turned on him, which kind of caused the heel turn by Storm Grayson. But either way, this attitude by Storm Grayson, I think it's making him even a better and more dominant champion. So look out. And then Saturday night, February the 10th, Dreamwave Wrestling presented Run This Town at the Knights of Columbus in LaSalle, and you wouldn't believe a caliber of this show would be at a Knights of Columbus, but Jay Repsol and the Dreamwave crew just keep topping themselves every other month with great shows. And for the Dreamwave Interim Tag Team Championships, Wasted Youth of Dylan McKay and Marcus Mathers retain the title over Davey Bang and August Matthews. J-Rod knocks off Sawyer Wreck. In another hell of a match, Stephen Wolf defeats Alex Shelley. In a six-man tag team bout, Bobby Orlando, who's subbing for Mike Bennett, and the hype of Hunter Holdcraft and 12-Gage, defeat those damn coyotes of Connor Hopkins, Damian Deshane, and Brooks Berna when Holdcraft pins Berna after a hyperdrive. 
All Steel Jay Fowler with Zeke Shishi, pins Vic Capri with Shelly the Bombshell Benson, following a Shining Wizard after Zishi threw powder in Capri's eyes. Man, that's going way back, throwing powder in the eyes. What's next, a fireball? And then we had Zeta Steel knocking off Rebecca J. Scott. Hartenbauer beats Trevor Outlaw. And in Colt Cabana's Boom Boom Invitational, one called Manders gets the victory, knocking off the group of Santana Jackson, Eric Cannon, Miko Maestro, Jordan Cross, Dan the Dad, Florida Man, Dakota, and Colt Cabana himself. And for the Dreamwave World Championship, the King of the Valley, Old Evil, Christian Rose, defeats the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, via tactical submission. An impressive victory for Christian Rose. And then for the Dreamwave Women's Championship, Brittany Brooks retains over Maggie Lee. And in the main event, and this was all sorts of amazing, the fatal four-way match for the Dreamwave Alternative Championship. And congratulations to Chicago's own Mustafa Ali, who defeats Penta El Zerlamiedo, Gringo Loco, and El Hijo del Vikingo, who was the champion going into the match, to win the title. And there was even this crazy spot in the match with a double Spanish fly, and these four just put it all on the line, and it was an amazing match. Once again, congratulations to Dreamwave on another stellar show. And this past Saturday night, February the 10th, we had ARW's High Energy in Lake Station, Indiana, and these results courtesy of ARW on Facebook. ARW Tag Team Championship, the Workhorses retain over the Mash Brothers, and then Michael Morris, Jay City, and Charlie Jr. made their presence known post-match, announcing on behalf of Muggsy James, the golden ticket will be cashed in next month in a six-man tag team match between the Prospects and the Workhorses for all the gold. And then we had Judas Chavez defeating Brendan Balling. The sharpshooter James Creed defeats Eric Schultz. The flawless one Dave Allen beats Joshua Moon. And after the match, Judas Chavez and Jojo Valentine confronted Moon, inviting him to join Colt Classic, and Moon accepted. For the Indiana State Championship, a triple threat match, Wade Evans of the Workhorses retains over Jake O'Neill and Danger Mask. ARW Heavyweight Championship, JPH knocks off Nick Diamond via a disqualification, so therefore Diamond retains the title, and after the match, Joey Boom Boom announced that next month, Diamond will be defending the ARW Heavyweight Championship against both JPH and James Creed in a triple threat match, and these are the top three guys in ARW, the champion against two former champions, going to be amazing stuff. And then the Texas Tornado I Quit match, Youth Gone Wild, defeats the Freebirds. ARW's next show is March the 9th. Also, Sunday, February 11th, ICW Milwaukee presented Escape from La Pica, and this was a no-ring show, and as our friend High Five Tom of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup put it, no ring, no problem. And this recap is courtesy of High Five Tom. To start off the show, two ICW stalwarts battled as Mo Foley took on battle-tested Ben in an all-out fight. These two smacked the snot of each other, but in the end, Mo used the mist of Ben's face to get the pin after a face-first F5 threw some tables. 
And then Bobby V introduces the new guy, Ford Feldman, as the entertainer for the afternoon. And as High Five Tom says, that went over like a lead balloon. Finally, Tyler Sullivan saves the crowd, introducing the Yeti as the real entertainment. But not before a three-way dance was announced. And in the end, the Yeti low blows Tyler, chokes out Ford for the submission win. The Yeti wasn't done as he showed Ford what real dancing is like. And Tom says he can personally cross off a lap dance from a Yeti off my 2024 bingo card. Sounds like some crazy stuff going on in Milwaukee. And then Bobby Fee took out one half of Country Air, the outlaw Zach Hendricks. In a match that started off with some awesome wrestling as they traded submission moves back and forth. And then, however, in true ICW style, this got chippy in a hurry. A match that included many below-the-belt shots and a vicious attack with a metal water bottle. But in the end, Zach finishes Bobby off with a vicious front brain buster for the win. After intermission, the ICW Tag Team Champions, the Gatekeepers of Dysfunction and Yanni GQ, took on the Sez Crew of Simon Says and Big Steppa, Armando Alvarez. Sez Crew took it to the champs for most of the match, but in the end, Yanni hits a nasty cutter on Armando through some doors for the victory. Then in the main event, the ICW Milwaukee Alternative Champion, Tommy Trainwreck, took on the new guy, the Dev. Tommy showed why this is his house, finishing off the dev with a nasty suplex off the stairs and through some doors. Onto the hardwood floor. And after the match, this function announced, along with Dr. Redacted and Orin Vite, that Tommy Trainwreck is the third entrant into this year's Insane 8, which you will see this summer. Alright, coming up this weekend, Friday, February the 16th, Chicago Style Wrestling presents Hearts on Fire at the American Legion in Franklin Park. We have CSW champion Conan Lycan teaming up with superstar Steve Boz to take on the hate keepers of Shane Boucher and Jay Marston. The CSW Women's Championship, we have Shelly the Bombshell Benson defending against Mila Moore. Warhorse faces Axel Rico. In a triple threat match, we have Gringo Loco versus Rafael Quintero versus Shane Hollister. In women's tag team action, we have Missa Kate and Maggie Lee facing a team I thought I'd never see together in CSW, Heather Reckless and Sky Blue. Wow. And in a six-man tag team match, we have Marche Rocket, Joey Mayberry, and Moondog Murray taking on Team Sexay of Jax Johnson and Ryan Matthews and Eric Schultz of The Brass. And we're probably going to see although not announced yet, the CSW Tag Team Championship as Joey Jet Avalon and Sierra will defend against the Freelance Tag Team Champions GPA and Laney. Also Friday night, February the 16th, ICW Milwaukee presents It's Always Insanity in West Alice. Also Friday night, February 16th, the unique event from Circle Six Wrestling as they present Barroom Blitz at Reggie's Rock Club in Chicago in the South Loop. And this features four wild fights, including Casanova Valentine versus Otis Koger, Matthew Justice versus Remington Rior, Dale Patricks versus Bobby Beverly, and a three-way match between AJ Gray, Hardware Heater, and Oren Veit. Plus, there's going to be music from Karma, Sidos Kiele, and Payasa. 
Saturday night, February the 17th, Backbreaker Wrestling presents Double Down in Griffith, Indiana. Also Saturday night, February the 17th, Zawa presents The Race is On at Parties on Pulp in Nelson. Cole Radrick will be appearing on that show. And Saturday night, February the 17th, Squared Circle Megastars presents Saturday Night Fever at the Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn. For the SCM Heavyweight Championship, Elite Warrior The Cobra defends against Prince Ahmed. A six-way ladder match to determine the new SCM Shooting Star Champion features Apex Athlete CJ Cole, It's Your Boy Mason Perks, Rafael Quintero, Lizard Man Nathan Nile, Jay Sky, and Sebastian Cage. For the SCM Mega Championship, Lennox Leon defends against Alex Romero, and Lennox Leon will have Levi McGuire in his corner. For the SCM Tag Team Championship, we have the Workhorses defending against Theory of Asian Unity. In the Wildman Beast Retirement Match, Wildman Beast faces Windy City legend Mike Anthony. And then we have modern-day Viking Lucius Ironside with Dante DVS taking on Javen Myra. And then we have Zach Abstract against Blake Banks. And also you will see the future Will Austin and sharpshooter James Creed in action. Saturday night, February the 17th, Rockford Damage Inc. presents St. Valentine's Hearts of Fire at Teamster Hall in Rockford. Just a few of the matches that have been announced. For the Rockford Damage Championship, we have Ice Pick Vic Capri defending against Aaron Xavier. Thomas Latimer takes on superstar Steve Boz. And Spiral, the Bosnian war child, faces Axel Rico. And Axel's return to Rockford. Also Saturday night, February the 17th, we have Bruce City Wrestling's V-Day Vendetta at the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And Sunday, Lucha Libre Day, February the 18th, Lucha Libre Total will be at the Berwyn Eagles Club. And also, Galli Lucha Libre will be at the Two Brothers Roundhouse in Aurora. Alright, coming up next, Wisconsin native, The Mile Smile, Brooke Tanner, joins us. Stay tuned. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast, and so very excited to welcome for the very first time a wrestler who's worked for places such as ACW, Ragin' Pro Wrestling, WPW, and now that's wrestling. She's the former Bruce City Wrestling Women's Champion and the current SSW slash SNS Unified Women's Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Wisconsin native, 
the mile smile, Brooke Tanner. Brooke, how you doing? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So it just kept surprising to me when I was doing research for the show that you've only been wrestling for about two years. And doing my research, I would have thought that you've been doing it for a little longer. Oh, well, thank you so much. You know, I really enjoyed the opportunities I've had wrestling over the last couple of years. And it feels longer because of the training that went into it ahead of time before getting to to be on the actual shows. But wow, it's just been quite the whirlwind over the last few years. You were trained by Dylan Postal, better known as Hornswoggle, and Nick Kalucci at ACW, and also somebody else by the name <laughs> of Salem Crane, who's now your fiance. So what led you to pro wrestling and what led you to ACW? Oh, that's such a, a long story. So feel free to cut me off if I get long-winded here. Um, I was in probably like fourth grade or so. I watched a lot of SmackDown on television and me and my twin sister would sit and watch wrestling together and be so excited about it. And I wanted to get into wrestling, but I wasn't quite sure, you know, how do you professionally wrestle as a nine-year-old. So I had seen Steve Blackman come out with his nunchucks, thought that was equally as cool, told my mom about it right away, you know, did the whole karate thing. Did that for a long, long time. And then when I got older, I heard about the local indie shows and was invited by a friend to go see uh, the show that he was on. And kind of became a fan watching over the years and then finally heard about ACW's training academy and kind of got rolling there. So that was back in 2019. I initially went to try out for the wrestling academy and made it all of three weeks and was like, this is very hard. (laughs) And then uh, I quit and took a break. And then I did some martial arts work at Rufus Fort and then decided to go back. So kind of long story in a shorter version, but went back. It was kind of always had a place in my heart, big inspiration for me, you know, doing the martial arts thing for so long. And, you know, I kind of was at those shows and thought, why not me? So. Yeah. And your karate background, and you said you were kind of into that because you saw Steve Blackman and then you ended up doing karate for a while and you end up with a fourth degree black belt. So how did you get into it? Oh man, you know, so yes, Steve Blackman, huge, hugely influenced my life just because of that martial arts inspiration. So saw that my mom got me signed up for karate lessons and I did that for, oh my goodness, many, many years. And I got a fourth degree black belt or earned it a few years back. And within that time period, I also um, instructed martial arts classes as well. So it has been something that has been a big inspiration for me because of the positive message and the self-discipline. I mean, a lot of those big traits like respect and responsibility, that is all a part of martial arts. And I feel like that's really important uh, going forward, you know, just molding young minds in my career. And, you know, while my time being a karate instructor or even in the wrestling ring as well, I think a lot of those values have really translated over into my my life. And I'm really thankful for watching wrestling in the first place to even give me that martial arts experience as well. And now I get to use that in the wrestling ring too, which is even better. So now the question begs to be asked, did you follow Cobra Kai at all on Netflix? Uh, yeah, of course. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm a big, big fan. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it brings back a lot of nostalgia for me. Like I was growing up, the Karate Kid movies and all that, and now having all those characters come back is like, yes, <laughs> yes, so much too. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, gotta get some ideas from here, sweeping the leg and all that. I'm gonna have to put that in my next match. That's really great stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah paint the fence and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're a first grade teacher in the Fox Valley area. That's your shoot job. So, how do you explain it to your students about what you do outside of school? Okay, so that I don't usually talk about wrestling outside or in in the classroom at all because I'm having a hard time still figuring out the right way to say, hey, keep your hands to yourself, you know, no hitting friends at recess, but like on the weekends, Miss Corb is, you know, over here doing, you know, whatever. So um, I just think that it's best that those worlds kind of stay uh, separate, you know, for the most part. So, yeah, so we don't really talk about wrestling too much at school. Yeah. Has anybody come up to you and be like, didn't I see you at that wrestling show in the ring doing stuff? <laughs> a couple of them. And then I'll just kind of be like, I don't, I don't know, you know, or, or I have a twin. Maybe it was her, you know? So we kind of, <laughs> we kind of just try to, you know, not bring it up too much at the, in the classroom. So I don't know. I think that might be hard for them if they were at a show, maybe to see um, you know, cause they are littles. So. And you did say you had an identical twin sister. I do have an identical twin. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome because you're not really lying when you say that though. You're not fully lying, I guess. You, you know, you yeah. Have a twin sister, right? <laughs> like Nikki and Breed twin magic, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be so fun? I mean, I would love if my sister was uh, doing the wrestling thing with me too. She would be just quite the great manager as well. You know, she's just got a lot of personality. So yeah. That'd be cool. She got a little bit of training and then you could do like the little uh, twin magic switcheroo thing and she could <laughs> yeah. take a bump or lay a blow in or two and then you guys could switch back out or whatever. Maybe, maybe. We might have to look into this in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so from what I saw, your first match was in a battle royal ACW Wisconsin at uh, Water City Wrestling Con. So <laughs> what was that experience like, especially it's, since it's not your typical wrestling match? Um, Stressful. I mean, so exciting. You have so many nerves your first time coming through that curtain. But I felt really blessed to have that match on, uh, you know, a big show, big, super high energy. Uh, and I was surrounded with my classmates as well. So my entire training class that have been training together for, you know, the past couple years, we all got to have our debut together in that battle Royal. So it was so special because I was with, with that group and we had that big, you know, united feeling of being together and, and kind of, we, we did it. We finally got to that point where we got to come, come through the curtain and, and say like, I was a professional wrestler, even though start a very, very, very big start of the journey. So yeah, basically your first match, you got to take a bump over the top rope. If, of course, if you're not winning the match. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so not hardly, you know, not much at all, like in the grand scheme of things or, you know, now having the singles match, like looking back at that, I'm like, well, I was really stressed out for probably, you know, not uh, as necessary as of, of a reason, but that big, you know, big debut the first time that's, it feels ex extremely special and, and very nerve wracking at the time. And you've had a little bit of experience in the ring with your fiance, uh, Salem Crane, right? You guys did a tag match together. Yeah, that was my first tag match ever. And that was so much fun. And being with him after, 
you know, him spending the time training with me and working with me uh, to be able to go in and, and do that together was a really, that was very special. So I'm super thankful for that opportunity to be able to be in the ring with him. And I hope it gets to happen again. Love to do some more intergender tag matches. So how did that mesh? I mean, you're the happy, bubbly, uh, bouncy character, and he's kind of more like a dark character. So how did that work out for you guys? Yeah, I don't know. I think at a lot of places that he's been recently working, I think the crowd is starting to, you know, see him more as a baby face, maybe like a, you know, a cane or something where it's like he's he's powerful, he's big, but you want to cheer for him. So it ended up working out well, and he kind of came out. It was very a damsel in distress kind of situation. And he came out to, to save me and be my partner for that, that match. So the, the storytelling there was really wonderful as well. And and special for me. (laughs) That's so cool. And now we want to talk a little bit about coming up Friday night, March the 8th, SSW presents Horsepower 2 at Mahone Middle School in Kenosha. It's a fundraiser for Mahone's year-end carnival. And you're going to be defending the SNS Women's Championship against Big Al, Alice Crowley, Sophia Rose, a.k.a. Harley Jane, and Shelly the Bombshell Benson in a four-way match. And this is intriguing given that everyone in this match has about five years of experience or less. So what is your take on this match? Oh, man, am I excited. I'm First of all, like, wow, to be in the, the ring with these other, you know, fierce competitors. It's going to be so exciting. I mean, I really don't know what to expect in regards to how the match is going to turn out, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it immensely and uh, I'm going to be starting to watch some tape of these gals. So I make sure I know who I'm up against and can keep that title where it belongs. And now uh, Sophia Rose, AKA Harley Jane has had her trials in her life. She had a stroke at a very young age, but overcoming that inspired her to become a wrestler. And Shelly Benson was also a bit of a late bloomer, but under Vic Capri's guidance, she, currently holds four championships in less than two years of ring work. And that's just insane how good she's gotten in that short amount of time. And having Vic Capri as your personal trainer kind of helps too. And then Alice has only been doing this for about five or six years, although it seems like she's been doing it for a lot longer. So the the level of experience in, in this match, you know, you wouldn't know it by the accomplishments all these wrestlers have done in the ring. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it's uh, quite the variety of competitors, but everybody is, you know, very well trained and brings something different to the to the match with their their skill set and their personalities. So I think it's really going to be a, a great, great match. And I'm so excited that it's at a school and uh, that we can do this fundraiser as well. Like that's definitely obviously where my heart is. So it'll be it'll be a fun, a big, big and fun event. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions in, in a minute or two, but I'll, I'll bring it up now. So being a teacher and helping cultivate minds of future generations, what is it like to be part of an event that benefits young students like this? Um, it's absolutely my favorite. I mean, if I could do every wrestling show at a school, I would, because the amount of, of kids that are there that get to experience wrestling and see it hands-on for the first time and just be, you know, a part of that energy and the positivity and the inspiration that's there. I think it's, it's so exciting. And the, our, you know, as, as a wrestler, my motivation for wrestling really has to do with like shaping young minds and especially being a positive influence for little girls. So to be able to be there and have so many eyes on that and be able to speak that positivity and be a good role model. I think that's, that's so exciting and what a great 
opportunity. So I, I couldn't be, I'm just over the moon with the, with the idea of doing this show and uh, getting to reach more kids and, you know, and, and fans as a whole. Also at horsepower too, there's going to be former WWE superstar, Kevin Thorne wrestling, Jay De Niro. Plus there's AEW scar sky blue. You have former WWE superstar Enzo, AKA Enzo Amore. Freak show thriller, Salem Crane. Like I said, someone you might know just a little bit. And he's also a past Windy City Slam podcast guest. He takes on Marche Rocket, who has competed in the NWA and TNA. So that's going to be an awesome match for him. And then you're also going to see SSW Unified Champion Vic Capri, the punk rock Prince Jordan Cross, Ryan Cross, a.k.a. Mr. Joe. Then we have Dr. Jeff Luxon. Dave Rydell, CBS 58, Milwaukee's Iron Mike Kirkhoff, the 80s baby, TW3, and Vice Grip, Mike Gonzalez. So this is a stacked lineup. It, it is. I'm like getting so excited. Like I can feel my heart pumping faster just as you're talking. I was like, can this just be tomorrow? Because I'm so looking forward to it. I feel like I had four Red Bulls and I'm ready to go like right now. So you just keep give me that lineup all the time. But yeah, we're really excited about it. It's going to be a great show. And then tickets start at $10 and can be purchased at snssupershow.com. And once again, Horsepower 2 is Friday night, March the 8th, 6.30 p.m. doors, 7.30 p.m. bell at Mahone Middle School in Kenosha. And I just saw an interesting thing on Facebook as I was doing the research for this interview. On the SSW Facebook page, they had a little profile about you. And it says in the profile, a mother of a young female fan told you after SSW 20 last November, I want my daughters to grow up and be just like you, strong, beautiful, and fearless. And that's just a true testament to the role model that you are both in the classroom and in the ring. That's really cool. I would like, again, I'm going to get emotional, like thinking about that. That was, that mom came up to me and, you know, just I see, look, I'm just getting, I'm getting all teary here. I just like, that's what I'm, like I said earlier, like, that's really what I'm here for is just that representation piece because there's not a lot of female wrestlers, especially in Wisconsin. You know, I'm one of just a a handful and to have somebody see that positivity um, and say that like you're, you're being a role model for their, their kid when that's really, you know, important to me. So I really appreciate that. And I hope that, that um, other people feel the same way. Didn't mean for you to get that emotional there, but obviously it's close to home. Yeah, I care a lot, and I lo- I love my job, and I love I love kids, and I, I so I just that, so th- thank you that lady um, that really I don't think she probably knew how much that really touched me. Now, well, more to serious business. You defeated Midwest legend Stacy Shadows at SNS and SSWs. They're here to become the first ever SNS Women's Champion in 2022, and most recently at. SSW, you recently defeated Chicago rookie phenom Lily La Pescadita at SSW's 20th anniversary spectacular this past November. So what was it like to defeat someone like Stacy Shadows, who has been doing it for many years in this area? Yeah. I can't. Okay. Well, that that's a, a loaded question for me too. Stacy Shadows for me is one of the biggest influences on my wrestling career by far, and just an inspiration for me in starting wrestling in general. She, when I was, had mentioned earlier of watching those shows uh, many, many years ago as a fan, uh, you know, I had seen her and she was 
the only female that was on those shows at the time. And for me to see her and hold her on a pedestal and then to be able to have my first singles debut match against her and to be for a title and to win, I I mean, for me, dream accomplished. So uh, I think that she has paved the way for so many other wrestlers and to be able to have yeah a match against her, uh, I'm so grateful. She's extremely talented and an awesome competitor. And your match against Lily back last November, and and this was a show that was packed with legends and and well-known Wisconsin wrestlers. And you two were the only women who wrestled that night and two of the three youngest competitors Mm. on that show. So what was it like to be kind of swimming with sharks that night, but putting on a great match as well? Oh, thank you. Uh, You know, it was so exciting and I was probably more uh, focused on my match than who was in the locker room with me at the time. But uh, I really enjoyed the opportunity to be able to work with Lily and the match that we had. And also the people who took the time to speak into our match even and afterward. And there is some, some great coaches in that locker room. And I'm thankful for that. You know, every match that you have, you have the opportunity to learn from someone. And I appreciate those, those vets being able to take the time to, to see something in us and, and speak into the, the, you know, the younger wrestlers in that sense. Now, who has been your favorite opponent so far on your brief career and who would be a bucket list opponent for you that you haven't wrestled yet? Favorite wrestler person. I I mean, Stacy shadows, obviously I, would also say I very much enjoyed wrestling Paloma Star. So she was another one that I would put up there as uh, favorite matches, favorite opponents to have, and future matches. Oh, so many people. I'm so I'm so new still. So there's so many people I'd love to have matches with. I mean, can I list like a bunch of people? I think like sure. um, Melanie Cruz, Misa Kate, Heather Monroe. I mean, there's a bunch of gals that I would just love to have the opportunity to have singles matches and share the ring with. And you've had quite a few matches with Raven Radix over the last few months too. You guys were going back and forth. And I think you even wrestled on back-to-back nights uh, last month too. Mm -hmm. And she, unfortunately for you, took your Brew City Wrestling Women's Championship. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was very unfortunate. You know, she was... We went a big back and forth there and uh, our feud kind of ended with that no DQ match. And yes, she did win. Uh, I'm still bitter about it, but you know, you can always come back and train harder and and come back and face her again. Right. Yeah. How about you and Salem Crane against Raven Radix and Gunnar Wicks? Make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah, I would love that. I'd love to team up with with Crane anytime. And I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. Let's speak that into existence. There we go. We'll just just put it out there. Yeah. (laughs) So what are your goals for 2024 and beyond? Oh, great question. You know, I, I would probably have to give that a little bit more thought in order to really come up with a specific concrete goal. I think my biggest thing is to continue having good matches, continue to wrestle at more places, more opponents. And then, you know, I would say maybe doing an intergender match like that, being able to have a match with Crane, I'm going to put that on my goal list as as well. I think that that would be a lot of fun, but yeah, just bringing the best product possible every single time I show up somewhere. I think that, that that's really important. 
Yeah, once again, SSW presents Horsepower 2, Friday night, March the 8th, at Mahone Middle School, 6.30 p.m. doors, 7.30 p.m. bell. SNS Women's Unified Champion Brooke Tanner will defend in a four-way match against Sophia Rose, a.k.a. Harley Jane, Big Al Alice Crowley, and Shelly the Bombshell Benson. So catch that show on March the 8th, and you will be at center that night. And I'm so excited to be there and cover that show. And I'm really, really pumped about it. Oh, I'm so glad that you can be there as well. It's going to be, like I said, very exciting. So I can't wait. All right. Before we let you go, Brooke, go ahead and share your social media. If you have any merchandise available and upcoming events. Okay. Uh, my social media. So I'm on Facebook as Brooke Tanner, Instagram, Brooke Tanner Wrestling. Let's see, merch I've got just available at my table right now. So if you're at a show, so I just new t-shirt design, all that stuff kind of come in and uh, we'll get the the links for that on the socials in the, the upcoming weeks. As for upcoming shows on March 1st at ACW and Oshkosh, will be appearing there, obviously, March 8th, big show. And then other notable coming up in May, Water City Wrestling Con, like we talked about that big debut battle royal that I had, will be appearing there. And not quite sure what the match is going to be yet, but um, that is coming up on May 11th for ACW as well. Brooke Tanner, thank you very much for coming on. We will see you soon. All right. Thanks so much again for having me. Fun conversation with the Mile Smile, Brooke Tanner. I just love what she's done in less than two years in the business. North of the border, up in Wisconsin. Looking forward to seeing her Big four-way match at SSW Horsepower 2 at Mahone Middle School in Kenosha on Friday night, March the 8th. Alright, next week we're going to talk some more local wrestling, preview AAW Legacy, as well as WWE Elimination Chamber, plus we welcome for the very first time, veteran Midwest wrestler and Ohio Valley wrestling star, the 80s baby, T. W3. We'll talk about his match against SSW Unified Champion Vic Capri at SSW Horsepower 2 and much more. You can catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. <laughs>